Once you figure out how to like, for example, make $10,000 in a month, you cannot go back. Like once you have the knowledge of how to do this once, you can do it over and over and over again. Hey guys, and welcome back to the YouTube Business Academy podcast with your hosts, George and Ron. Whether you are a returning listener or joining us for the first time, we're excited to dive into the world of making money on YouTube. Get ready for insider tips and strategies to thrive financially in the digital era. Don't forget to hit subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. So let's get started. Ron, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing uh, pretty good, actually. Um, some things going on in the background, but more about that later, maybe. But overall, uh, I'm also looking forward to move again because the okay. weather here is horrible. I think the same is for you. Like uh, it's freezing there, a lot of snow. You sent send a video of you like mowing, not mowing, but like cleaning, uh, mowing, yeah, plowing, mowing, like cleaning the uh, all the snow. Like it's crazy over there. So yeah, personally, it's fine. But I would love to see some sun again. What about you? Yeah, man, everything is everything is good on my end. Um, I'm actually liking the snow. I'm liking the weather. Um, I'm feeling very cozy, you know. Like and it's, three socks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the three socks on. Now it feels good to to just be inside and have like a focus and work. I have also an exciting update regarding. Um, the, By the way, you're saying this now, but you're leaving to Monaco tomorrow. So fuck you. <laughs> That's not true at all. It's easy to say now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm leaving tomorrow to South of France to visit my family. Um, so that's going to be exciting. I'll be there for, I think, two weeks. I rented a place to stay. I rented a small car. Um, so I value independence a lot. And um, it feels good to be able to be independent and to just you know, pay for your things and have, you know, live not, it sounds so cliche, but like live life on your own terms, but I've heard it before, yeah. But I'm starting to feel more and more how it's becoming like the norm, you know, and I, and I love it. So I wouldn't want anything else. And yeah, but of course, like you said, it's easy for me to say that. Um, but, But at the same time, I'm really like, the only thing that really gets to you is the darkness. Like, if yeah. you guys ever been to Nordic countries, right? sorry, like two, three p.m. It gets dark, or even earlier. Yeah, like three p.m. It's sunset. <laughs> so after three, it's dark until like nine, ten in the morning. So that the darkness is the only thing that gets to you. So you need to make sure you're taking some vitamin D pills. Yeah. Um, so if you guys never been and you would like to come, like you know, to the Nordic countries in the winter, be prepared for. A lot of darkness that can get to you. Exactly. Yes. And overall, with the YouTube biz business, yeah. So I'm actually feeling very nice. I'm feeling very good, uh, very focused. Um, for quite some time, my revenue has been quite down on my main channel. What I was building up um, kind of went a little bit down. So. I was a little bit like disappointed and lost. Uh, and so I was really trying to figure out like, what should I do? Like I talked in the last episode, yeah. right? And now I finally have a focus. Like I finally was able to figure out what I want to do. And to me, it feels so good, like just knowing what I need to do and just executing on it, right? So the things that I'm doing, and by the way, by the way, I just want to throw it back to the uh, to the last episode. I uh, The tip you gave me about the, the scripts, uh, with the Amazon uh, listings, Good points, yeah. products. 
So good, man. So good. I was rewatching the last episode. I was such a damn like dumbass with those yeah. things. Um, how are you looking, implementing it? Maybe you can explain like how you're yeah, doing it. Yeah, I'm implementing it. So basically what I'm doing is I'm I let's say that I'm creating a video, you know, titled best uh, I don't know noise cancellation headphones right yeah so then what i do is i search first amazon for noise cancellation headphones and then i take the first five listings that are not sponsored basically means that they're top or yeah. ranking organic organic yeah so then i take those and i take three variables so i take variable number one is title variable number two is price and then variable number three is the description the bullet points right so then i say Hey, Chatty, based on these things, create a, like a script that I'll read from teleprompter, blah, blah, blah. And then I say like product one, title, price, description. And then I do that for every single product, right, for five products. And then it creates a really nice description. So um, I'm now in the process of systemizing this. So I'm looking for a person who can help me write these scripts um, and just kind of, you know, set up a system that is going to work where I'm just going to have one little piece of my kind of uh, execution part yeah, of the yeah, system, yeah. which is like the recording. Or and, now, a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of people might be asking like, you know, why are you doing the work? Why don't you, you know, outsource it? And that's a fair point. You know, I understand that. And I think at this point, I don't really want to outsource yet for a couple of reasons. Reason number one is that um, I do want to like have my cost, my overhead low still. Uh, I've, and, and plus, second of all, I have a very nice, you know, set up studio microphone. And I kind of enjoy doing the work as well. It gives me this like daily practice, like daily yeah, like, grind, way, like, my, like mastery, you know, what Robert yeah. Green writes yeah, in his yeah, book. Yeah. So uh, it's just part of what I do. It's part of my work. I love doing it. And eventually comes a time when, you know, finding a small YouTube creator who can, you know, whom you can send a teleprompter and who, whom you can train to do this or having someone in-house is yeah. not difficult. I think it's, it's also part of like, it's something new. You're trying, you're testing something out. So you don't exactly. want to like invest crazy amount of uh, money in the first couple of videos. So it's a really easy way to lower the cost and still execute on the idea. And indeed you have the setup. So, so why not? And I, I was also curious, like with those comparison videos, are you just giving general information or are, are you also saying in the video, like, about uh, in this like if i check this top five i would pick this one or are you not giving a recommendation at all i am so chat gpt actually gives a recommendation well, it's not really a recommendation it's more like a guidance in terms of like hey if you're looking for a more budget friendly option yeah, okay. then you should probably consider this one but if you're looking for you know more features then you should probably yeah. go for this one that's the conclusion before the outro and the the, the interesting thing is that my Amazon associates already like is starting to pick up. Uh, like clicks or already commissions? No, no, commissions. Nice. It's already like almost daily commissions. So three days in a row, um, I, I've had commissions. So it's just more kind of consistently commissions. You know, it's not like yeah. it's a one-off thing, but even with very few videos, even that I haven't even set anything up and I have just a few videos ranking, I'm already getting sales and by the way the sales that i'm getting uh i think are from the ai videos that i did back with the 11 labs and with heygen so they're not oh, even yeah. the one so so they're not ranking they're like they're ranking but they're getting so few views so like i'm yeah. thinking to myself damn that's crazy if i'm getting like already quite consistent commissions from amazon associates with these like 
not that great AI videos of myself, then what happens when these great quality videos that I'm putting so much more attention for more competitive keywords are going to rank? Like, it's just going to be, yeah, I, I, I have a very good feeling about this and I'm so excited. I just need now to have patience, like execution for the next six to 12 months. And I like, guys, I don't want to be a big mouth. But I have a very good feeling about this. <laughs> I think so as well. Like eventually everything will compound. And if you have like decent uh, like search phrases with actual like good search volume, yeah. like the water bottle thing, like maybe a lot of search volume, but like the cost of the bottle is also lower. But yeah. like people are thinking like when you buy a TV, it's a big purchase. So you want to make the right decision. So it's very logical if people will look on Google or YouTube for like what's the best TV under a specific amount of money because... They can only spend it once in like a couple of years. Right. So if we then can pop up for those certain keyword phrases or more expensive items, yeah, I think it add up pretty quickly. So yeah, I'm also really curious how uh, how it will go. Maybe it's like a new new kind of niche within YouTube search, you know, let you discover. Oh, yeah. oh don't don't tell this to anyone, by the way. A couple thousand people are listening. That's all. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening to this, please don't tell anyone about yeah. this. I want to keep this a secret. Product review videos and connecting search traffic with Amazon. I, I, uh, it's, I've, I never told you this. And I can yep. actually yeah. see what I'm selling. I can see what people are buying. So yeah. people, buy people more have, also, right? Because it's the full uh, basket, basically. Dude, it's right? crazy. Yeah. So they have sold. I have uh, sold through my links. An Apple Pencil, second generation. An ergonomic laptop stand for desk, a MacBook Pro charger, Pro it's case for iPad. Oh. Yeah, Pro case yeah. for iPad, a Logitech MX Keys wireless keyboard, and a magnetic uh, case for iPhone 13. It looks like your video that's ranking for this, let's getting the commission, is somehow in like the office space or workspace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, quick interruption. Do you want to learn how to make $5,000 per month on YouTube without showing your face or making any of the videos yourself? Well, if that's the case, I've put together a free video training where I show you step-by-step -step on how I make $5,000 per month so you can replicate it and do exactly the same. Click the first link down in the description of this episode and check it out. All right, back to the podcast. Yeah, it's so interesting. But how are things on your end? Give us an update. What's uh, happening? Yeah, in terms of YouTube, YouTube is growing now. Um, I have found, like I, I was telling in the previous episode, or I think even in the episode before that, that I was focusing on more on volume instead of like high, higher quality because I was getting uncomfortable with the lower upload frequency. Mm -hmm. Found a freelancer from the Philippines. Great freelancer, great voice. He was like a voice actor. So really awesome. He started making some videos. He did five videos and then he left. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that kind of sucks because I uh, like he, he was really like a natural almost. Like he, he made some videos and was like good right away, right to the, the solution. So really good. So he's gone now. So I'm in the, on the lookout, on a quest to look more for more free, freelancers. I'm not talking to three freelancers again. And they look promising. But again, like you don't know like how long they will keep working with you because maybe the work there they need to, need to do, they don't like it or they find it difficult. So mm. I think that's part of the game. I've accepted uh, <laughs> this. So what's, 
So what 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 do you think is like the the takeaway here for people who are listening and watching with the whole this like freelancer kind of ongoing thing because it's such an ongoing thing. If you like if we look back on all the podcasts we did, this whole recurring thing with freelancers is just like keeps going. Oh, I I found a yeah. good one and then they last or something happened. Like yeah, and, what's and the solution I, I, here? Yeah, I also see it in the in our close community. Um, yeah. Like people put a job post on and one is replying that looks like a good fit. And then you're like, ah, I found my freelancer finally. Well, things can change quickly um, because it's also for the freelancer. They're probably living across the other side of the world. So like there is not a really um, like the, the only incentive they have is money and that there is no trust relationship yet. So this, it's very easy for them to say like, okay, I don't like it. I quit. So that's something you want to uh take care of in the beginning like maybe do an online meeting like if you have a good feeling of someone and you're like okay this one has potential maybe invest a little bit more in the person's goal or goals what they want to do like why do they want to make money when maybe they want to make money for their family get a little bit more invested in the person if you like know they're a good fit and hopefully you can attach them to your team for a long time but it's not always a guarantee so in yeah. the end especially in the beginning it's just post as many job posts as you can uh, filter out the best freelancers. Eventually, you will find some that will wor work longer for you. And if they work longer for you, maybe give them a bonus once in a while, pay a little bit more. Like it can be even like a $1 increase per video. It can be little, but at least show them that you appreciate them because losing a freelancer, especially if he's working for a long time with you, can be such a pain in the ass because basically when he's gone or she, you need to find a new freelancer. And meanwhile, you're not uploading videos anymore. So you're probably losing more money by not uploading than just giving mm -hmm. them a little bit more money to keep them satisfied. But in the end, it's part of the whole game. So you better accept it. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't say anything about it. I think the solution could be, well, what I'm thinking right now is like two <laughs> twofold. One is easier, one is harder. Uh, and it comes down to like all like just management, right? Because that's yeah. what we eventually want to get to, like management of people, human resource. But one solution is to keep the contract on Upwork and have a third yeah. entity. Yeah. Keep a third entity who is like has a specific deadline and a deliverable. And then there's Upwork that is going to be kind of like the, you know, uh, inspector, right? <laughs> Making sure that all the parties yeah. deliver their work and money. Um, that's the first one. The second one, which I'm really thinking more and more and more about, and I told you this, like, dude, in-house team. Eventually, yeah, there is the, yeah. the the next team, like the next step. Really, if if you if if I want to build a serious business, right? If I want to become a serious entrepreneur business, and I want to become a master, right? I want to master this skill. I want to become a manager. Eventually, like you're playing this, this, this game called business, right? You're in this business game, right? And so there is a reason why people have offices, right? There's a reason why True. Elon Musk said after the pandemic that, hey, everyone better come back to the office or you can leave the job, you know? Because there's something magical happens. I'm reading the new... Elon Musk biography by Walter Isaacson, and he is explaining how in the in the in the beginning stages uh, of Tesla, Elon Musk put both designers and engineers in the same room on the assembly floor line. 
So yeah. not only not only are they like they have to basically sit in the same room because usually what happens is like you know designers design something and then they send it over to the engineers across the world or in other room or or somewhere across the building right and then it takes like twelve hours to get a reply and like things are slow right yeah but if you are if you can if an engineer could walk over to a designer who is sitting like right across him and just say. What the fuck is this? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just, think, it's just I, much faster. If it involves more, uh, more innovation, more creativity, and multiple layers that need to work together, I yeah. get it. So if you're doing like the regular way of YouTube, where you have a thumbnail designer, video editors, a script writer that works, need to work really closely together, then in-house, I would do it. Like I know the yeah. Dutch guy Wander, he, he has an office on Bali with like mm. video editors inside as well. Yeah, then it makes sense. But for me, like with the search videos. Basically, one creator can make a full video, and that's yeah. all they need to do. Then for me, like, you know, like, I'm now selling my warehouse, <laughs> like, getting stuff in-house, getting an office. It, it sounds nice, and it's cool. can be very cool, but yeah. it also, can also be a headache. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, for innovation and creativity, and if you have multiple people that need to work together for an end product, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. There is a trade-off for anything in life, right? Everything has there. There's two sides to the coin, always, right? Yeah. You can get if you're not having in-house, you can get you know not not so much overhead, not so much commitments. You know, you're like digital. Everything is flying yeah. in the in the clouds. Great, right? But then the 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 cost of that, the downside is that you know people are not committed. It's really hard to do the whole yeah. management, etc. But I think eventually. Like, let's say that I'm placing this bet on the uh, product review videos, right? So I'm building a media company that is going to be creating uh, product review videos of high-grade quality that are going to help people make a purchasing decision. We are going to be a partner of Amazon, and we're going to be a partner of Yusuf, right? That's how I like to see it, right? I want to I wanna sound like... That yeah, is yeah. very, very serious, right? I want to take this shit seriously. So then let's say that like my goal right now is to figure out the, I told you, the LTV, the lifetime value of a video, right? So let's say, for example, because there's two parts to it, right? There's the cost, how much I'm paying for the video, and then there is how much that video is going to make me over you know, six months, 12 months, 24 months, whatever, over the lifetime. Like, so I need to calculate, I need to calculate number one. Okay. How long does that video going to live there? Like how yeah. long is it going to be relevant for? And it varies. It will be an average. Of course. So you, I need to find wow. the average and then I need to find out, okay, how much on average each asset that I produce a video is going to generate me, right? Because some videos are going to generate me like, you know, thousands of dollars and some videos are going to generate me zero, right? So then I take the total number of videos divided by the total number of revenue created and then I'll be able to um, calculate. But once I have that number, what I will be able to do then is I will be able to eventually build a small team, maybe in-house, I don't know, we'll see, that's kind of like a what... I'm thinking right now the vision I'm having in my head where I will say, okay, you will be researching the products and writing the scripts. You know, you will be the in-house video editor. You know, you are, if I don't like the quality of the video, I'm going to go across to your table and slap you across the face uh, and do it. If you're not traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Redo this, yeah. you know? 
What you can also do, by the way, is you can, for example, let's say that you and I, we end up just traveling all the time, you know, like we're, we're going to be on the road like half of the year, right? And one of the reasons, why can't we have a hybrid version of an in-house team that is coming with us on the road? It can work. But I don't I, know. Like the thing is, you need to, you need to have a be of a specific size that it, that it make, all makes sense. Like if, if right. you indeed know like how much your video will earn on the long term, you have some data to back it up. Uh, an in-house video editor, an office will pay for itself because you will know the videos they will be creating this week will eventually pay off for all the extra costs you're bringing in, basically. Yeah. But then yeah, it's, it should also be like a personal decision for yourself. Like how do you do you see yourself as a businessman? Do you see yourself with an office? Having employees like like uh, an offline world basically, and if it suits within your ideal picture, yeah, th then it can work. I would love to travel kind of with an entourage, but at the same time, these people are also helping me run my business. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. let's say that I have like three, four people, right? Then we I have a company. The company is paying for all of our expenses. Right, we are a media uh, company. We we travel with you know equipment like laptops and camera and, and lights and whatever. Right, we are in the business of publishing, so we are doing you know podcasts and we're no creating then. product review videos. Well, the thing is, what what is an office? Office is a physical location where people gather together. Right. Yeah, where where the setup is there is basically plug and play. Right. That's that. That's, that's the thing. See, so, yeah. so there are two parts to it. There's the people part, and there is the setup part. You know, the plug in your. There's fast internet. And of course, they, they want the very important thing. They also want them to come with you. <laughs> like yeah, they also have a family. Yeah. Okay. Friends. Okay. I think <laughs> I think I might be. I think I might be maybe dreaming a bit too much. Yeah. But work. You need to find the if, same people then. Yeah. If you, if for example, any of you guys watching or listening this would. <laughs> For would real? love <laughs> would love to have like a digital nomad lifestyle for not all the time but let's say for i don't know let's get let's try for 3 months right and you are very good at something you're very good at video editing or you're very good at something like let, not necessarily reach out and like propose but like <laughs> but let, like let us fuck up work you're getting people through the podcast it's pretty smart <laughs> yeah you never know you let us know because like no. i'm i was listening to um uh, Michael Rubin. Uh, Michael Rubin is this American uh, entrepreneur, businessman who runs. Oh, I forgot the business he runs, but he basically um, they they create all the merch for all the sports teams in okay. in the U.S. and he's worth like eleven billion or something, something insane. And yeah, he was basically talking about. Oh, I can't remember. I lost my train of thought. What were we I don't talking know him about? Either. What were we were talking before about? that, yeah, the, the in-house team, like people traveling with you, you were trying to scout the podcast listeners to maybe work for you. Oh, right, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was basically talking about how he's a super, super social person, and a lot of his time he spends interviewing people, right? Yeah. Um, because he is always on the lookout for the most brilliant people. And I feel as moving forward, right, for example, as money becomes irrelevant, as money just becomes this resource that you use to attract talent, yeah. I feel that more and more I'm going to adapt more of that mentality as in like, hey, I'm on the lookout for the best people in the industry. If you have a bright mind and you specialize in something like 
I want you to come work with me. I want, like, I want you, <laughs> you know, because it's, you can only do something with a team. If you, if you imagine yeah. like you, you will not be able to win a championship uh, if, if you're a single player on a team, you need to have True. a team. You need to have people work, playing together in order to reach something. Yeah. But if you, if you really want to build a really, really good team, the people that you're looking for are probably already working for a, for a very good company. So you probably need to take them away from a place where they're already working. What I see like on, on places like Upwork and that, that, like people are, I think on a different level, I know some YouTube automation guys that are like with big channels, they're looking for the best thumbnail artists, the best video editors because they know like they have an audience, the, the video needs to be perfect because the money will, will return to them. And they yeah. mostly find people on, on Twitter or on x.com um, and they try to like get them from different teams that are already like they're, they're already high performers. Like if you're a high performer, you want to work for a high performance uh, company yeah. as well. So, yeah, that's what Jeff Bezos did as well. Uh, I mean, who was it? It was David Rubenstein was interviewing um, Jeff Bezos and he was asking, uh, what is the coincidence that two of the richest Two of the richest people in the world live in the same neighborhood because they live in this like Medina place somewhere yeah. in the US in Washington, I think. And he basically explained that like that was a strategic decision for him to place the Amazon headquarters in the same town as Microsoft because he he knew that there is already an existing pool of high-performing uh, people that he can scout potentially to Amazon as well. Yeah. How cool is that? That's smart. But it's also like once you have found the talent, keeping them is also very difficult. I have read the book about Netflix. I forgot the name. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically, Netflix had a policy like because Netflix was such a big name in the, in the whole business industry, people working there were like, like getting targeted by headhunters to work for a different company. And Netflix had a policy like, hey, if you get reached out to a headhunter, let us know. Let us know the offer they, they give you and we'll give you the same offer or more to keep them within the team. Wow. So that that's also like it's in, in the end it's all about the team and the people yeah. you're working with to have a great end product. So it's pretty interesting. And then like and now I'm really starting to understand all these management and like self-help books where they talk about how like you know attracting uh talent into a, an organization, you know, and then like retaining talent, like what's the culture, what's the mission, right? It all sounds kind of very unimportant when you're just starting out. And yes, I agree because there's so many more <laughs> important things to learn. But once you start to go to that next level, then you really start to think about like, okay, we're getting great people, but there are other people who are out for, to get them as well. How do we retain them? Right. What are, what are the incentives that our organization offers them that is going to be very hard for them to leave? That's why, yeah. you know, you see companies offering all kinds of different benefits, uh, you know, kindergarten for for Google and, and uh, you know, yeah. bring bring your pets to the office. There is a, a daycare for them as well and, and haircuts and massages and, and whatever, whatever. So they're basically creating this environment that like, hey, perform. And you're going to have all these benefits and it will be very hard for you to leave because this is an amazing yeah. place to work. It's, it's basically, if you have employers, you, you, you want them, when they're on a birthday party, the, people are going to ask them like, hey, what do you do for work? And they want to be proud of what they do for work. And basically, yeah. you need to have such a company that people would love to work for and get their energy from and like they can grow as a person. So, they will, so, so they're proud to tell a birthday party what they do. I think that's like the ultimate goal. Yeah.
And yeah, all, that's very difficult to manage online. Like I've tried it before with my e-commerce company, like two, two, three years ago. I had like a team of like five people all from the Philippines. I had like all the mission written out and the vision and like it's an agronomic pillow company. So we're like, we're going to help people live a comfortable life and blah, blah. Yeah, we had they like don't care. Weekly, we had like a weekly meeting and it's very difficult because you really need to pull towards them because they, well, I, I send them the actual products and that kind of stuff, but still it's different because you're not yeah. all together in a room brainstorming or maybe meeting the actual end user, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty difficult to do online. I really want to evolve into a more serious businessman, into a more serious um, company structure, into a more serious. I want to grow as an individual, as an entrepreneur, and I want my businesses that I'm in to grow with me as well, you know? Starting with a mission, that's what Elon Musk does as well, because I'm reading this book right now. And he basically first starts with a mission and then he reverse engineers it and figures out how to make sure that the, you know, this thing that he's starting is going to generate profit so they can actually keep it running and pay yeah. people and so forth. And then I think, and the reason also I think why figuring out your mission is important as well is because you can then get people to come along with you for the journey and not just for the money because they talk about yeah. these um, extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, right? So extrinsic motivation is money, right? And and what happens a lot of the time uh, in the online space, uh, you know, if you're working for freelancers, they the, the main motivation is the extrinsic is the money, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. They but need to pay their bills. Yeah, everybody got to pay their bills, no. of course. But I feel like if whenever you're trying to go to the next step, whenever you're trying to build something serious and like really big and meaningful and impactful, that's when the thing that you're doing needs to have a mission and you need to bring people along the way and you need to dream big, no one wants to come along for the ride for something that is meh, you know, that is like not exciting. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wants to have an exciting life. Everybody wants to be part of something exciting as well. So if you go to a theme park, for example, and I say, hey, Ron, let's go for a ride, but let's go to that kiddie, like to that kid's ride. You're going to be like, no, man, let's go to the biggest ride, you know? So that's the same yeah. thing. People don't want to go to the kid's rides. People want to go to the craziest ride and be part of that. True. But there is like a step before that. Like I think before you can actually like figure out your mission and you have the time to think about the vision, what you want to go for, what you want to aim for in your life. You first need to like have your uh, bills fixed. You can need to pay your bills. You have like a, you need a monthly income stream to basically think about those things. And 100%. if you then decide to build something bigger and you want people to join your team, then you need like already a big, bag of money to pay those people or have the yeah. investors behind it and mm. that's like another step like having the mission and, and the vision like there are so many ideas that people have every single day yeah. but often don't work in in reality like it all sounds nice but i would take it like first fix your monthly income make sure you don't have to worry about your bills and then dream whatever you can try to achieve whatever you want to achieve because then it makes life much easier instead of like thinking about your vision and mission without, yeah. And meanwhile, stressing about paying the bills, you know, like I, agree next with step, you. I think I agree with you hundred percent because 
these, like, you need to keep in mind, I've been at it for like eight years, right? Yeah. And sure, I had thoughts about like missions and visions, right? But it was more about like trying to figure out how to pay my bills and survive and, and, and stuff like that, right? So I 100% agree with you. You first got to help yourself before you can actually start thinking about bigger things, right? And, and, and for you guys as well, like it just depends on very individually where you are in the journey, in your entrepreneurial journey. So if you're already in a position where you are starting to get these thoughts just naturally, like it's, it's about the thinking, it's about the mind, like how, how advanced, how developed your mind is becoming, you know, like what level are you at? There's levels to these things and you need to take it one step at a time. If you're just starting out, Okay, figure out how to make your first dollar online. That's the first step. Don't think yeah. about missions. Don't think about visions. First, a dollar. Okay, great. You figure out how to make a dollar. Great. Figure out how to make 10, 100, 1,000, you know, 10,000. And then once you figure that stuff out and you're like, okay. Because I also was telling my friend this the other day. The good thing about this, right, because there's so many risks involved. There's, there's so much uncertainty. But yeah. Once you figure out how to like, for example, make $10,000 in a month, you cannot go back. Like once you have the knowledge of how to do this once, you can do it over and over and over again. That's true. You know? Yeah. So it's not like you're going to- you get used to it. That's also yeah. the thing. It's not like you're going to, you know, get worse over a sudden and you won't, and you are going to lose this knowledge or you're, you're going to have this like blank space. It's yeah. like- Or you will the, get comfortable, which is also really risky. Because you're that, like, that, oh, I've I now made this money. Now I can lean back a little, which is also fine. But like on the long mm -hmm. term, you eventually want to keep building. Like if you're not uh, learning, keep, or if you're not keep learning and evolving, then eventually you will go back, I think, in terms of revenue or income. Yeah, I think I think that also depends on your goals, for example. Of course. Like let's say, let's say someone has a goal of making, let's say, $10,000 a month, right? So... Uh, with a little bit of work, right? So they don't have to worry about money, bills, everything is kind of paid yeah. for, right? They have a little extra income and they just want to be a writer. They just want to spend their whole time reading and writing. That's fine. There's nothing True. wrong with that. But building up to 10K a month consistently for years to come and not working as much, then you need to have a lot of leverage. Like with YouTube, it's possible. But I think if you have like a normal job that you need to check in or it's very very difficult to achieve 10k per month i think it's very hard to build wealth having yeah. a job by the way yeah like yeah. because even just not from the point of like you know whatever it's just even from the tax perspective as well simple as that you when you have a job tax wise you are sc screwed. I was yeah. talking, I was talking yeah. to my accountant about this because most people like think about it this way. This is a big revelation for me. I, I like a couple of months ago. When you get a salary, when you get a paycheck per month, you get taxed on that salary first. Yeah. So let's say that your your uh, brutto or, or gross is. 3k right and then you are charged in nordic countries is a lot so you get i don't know 2.2 thousand euros or dollars into your bank account after tax yeah so you're making 3k but no 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 no, bro you're not making 3k you're making 2.2k and i'm like 
And I don't get these people who are saying that. It's like, dude, you're not making 3K. You're making 2.2 because that's not your money. Add it to your bank account. Yeah. No, 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 no. The 2.5K will be added. Yeah. 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 That money goes to the government it doesn't belong to you you might yeah. on paper it might say you might this this much but it doesn't get added to your network so that's and so you get taxed first and then on every purchase you make you're paying vat again yeah. so you're so yeah, it's just course. tax on tax on tax yeah it's and it's like this? it's crazy bro yeah it's insane and, yeah. and when you're an entrepreneur when you're like when you say, okay, I, I'm a sole proprietor, I'm an individual business, right? I'm a one-man business. You can just register yourself yeah. as a sole, sole trader or whatever. Every country has it, right? Over a sudden, the, the, the rules of the, games, of the game changes. Yeah. Now, it's Every- like you make the money first, okay? Then you buy things without VAT, and then the things that you buy get excluded from your yearly profit and then only from what is left then you're paying the tax yeah so you get to decide how much tax you're paying by buying all these things so you know if you need to go to spain and have tequila shots for business meetings that is going to get excluded from your profit but there's also a risk because you lower your profit as an individual if you want a mortgage for example they're going to say yeah you made no profits yeah you can get a mortgage so it's nice but if you want to build a long term maybe or like on the long term we will build a family buy a house it's it's difficult so what i think is crazy like in the netherlands if you make like 100k a year which of course is a lot of money i agree you probably work a lot of hours and you're in the highest income bracket of tax bracket which is like 51 or 52 percent every month you're basically working like like out of the four weeks two weeks uh per, per month you're working for the government which is yeah insane and of course i'm all for like paying tax and that kind of stuff but yeah like the half of the month is like not for you because you're in the highest bracket and you're taking like a lot of risk as well as well especially as an entrepreneur yeah um yeah i think that's kind of crazy um but i also wanted to give something away because the last time we did a giveaway with a free pdf at the end of the podcast a lot of people dm'd you yeah and i thought about um giving something away as well like a small training uh, since we're also talking about like first taking care of yourself making mm. money to pay your bills and maybe then you can go to a next level and think about okay what's my vision what's my dream where i want to go as a person so i have the whole uh blueprint outlined in a video with a diagram um how like the whole youtube search game works so how you can make money on youtube without showing your face without making the videos yourself by leveraging freelancers for less than three dollars a video and it shows like the whole process step by step which steps you need to take how long each steps take and how much revenue you can expect after certain months Mm -hmm. so if you want to have this blueprint in video form uh, please send George on Instagram the word, well, let's say, blueprint, and uh, we'll make sure to send you over the video. That is wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Thank That's you, Ron, cool. for giving away this yeah. blueprint. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, great episode. I hope you guys found it valuable. I have one little request for you guys. Can you please let us know either in the comments on YouTube or reach out to me on Instagram as well and let me know what do you would like us to talk more about? Like, yeah. do you find these do you find these podcasts 
episode interesting? What is it that you find about them interesting? And what is the feeling that you get when you listen to this, right? Because uh, different people get different feelings when they listen to different podcasts, right? Some, you might have a podcast that you want to listen to when you want to feel, you know, entertained. You want to listen to this podcast when you want to feel inspired. So what's the, what's the feel that we give off and what's the reason that you tune into us and what is it that you find interesting and what other topics we could talk about? So please comment down below. Let us know. Uh, DM yeah. me on Instagram. Let me and know be as honest. well. Oh, yeah. You can tell yeah. us that we suck as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, awesome. Ron, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate this. Yes, thank you and too. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, subscribing, and we will see you in the next week's episode. Ciao. Yes. Bye-bye.